Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Playmaker Hi, I'm Chloe. And I'm Andrew. And this is The Playmaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world of football. Today, the second part of our Playmaker end of season special, where we make sense of what's happened over the course of this year. Now, Chloe, we left yesterday having talked about Manchester City and Liverpool's dominance, the Qatar World Cup and the strength of the women's game in this country. But I want to start today's episode on something that we just can't ignore, something that is right up there as being one of the biggest stories in the Premier League this season, that being Newcastle's takeover by the Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund. Yeah, it's thrown up a lot of ethical concerns and not only that, a wider discussion over the fit and proper owners test. How did this fund get through that net and does it need reforming before we get more cases of this in the game? And how do you separate ethical concerns from your support of a football club? If you're a Newcastle fan, you don't want to stop going to the games. You still love your club, but you still might have those concerns over the new owners. And Newcastle, when they were taken over, they were doomed to almost certain relegation. But then they had the biggest ever January spend, £92 million. And Eddie Howe, he needs to take some of that credit on the pitch. But having said that, he's faced criticism for his refusal to discuss any of the concerns surrounding the new owners. Is his determination to stick to football really good enough? You did an episode on that earlier in the season, Andrew. Yeah, and I think this is still a really valid point. And the episode on Eddie Howe saying that he's just focusing on football is an argument that I think he'll find harder and harder to make managers and people in football they always talk about controlling the controllables if you talk to anyone involved in football they go well I'm just a player so I just deal with what's on the pitch and managers say well I'm just the manager so I'm just deal with managing the players and owners just go well I own the club and so I you know and they they always talk about controlling the controllables. But I think actually what's happening is that modern day managers are now seen as such figureheads and more like statespeople of their clubs. You only have to look at another massive ownership story, which is Roman Abramovich's ownership of Chelsea and look at the way that because people couldn't talk to Roman Abramovich about that, they asked Thomas Tuchel, the manager, instead about it. And he just exasperatedly just threw his hands up in the air and was just like, don't ask me, I'm just the manager. And people kind of criticised him a little bit for, for saying, well, you know what you're getting yourself into if you take these jobs. And I think Eddie Howell will find it harder and harder to make that argument that he's just going to focus on football. 
we have seen some big steps forward in terms of diversity. We do know there is a long way to go yet, but I think football has been a bit of a closed club for too long now. And our recent episode on Blackburn Rovers work in the South Asian community, it shows that with the right people in charge, football can actually attract a more diverse audience. Absolutely. It's been a real watershed season for gay footballers too. Back in October, Australian Josh Cavallo publicly came out and then just this week, Blackpool's Jake Daniels became the UK's first current male professional footballer to come out since Justin Fashionu 32 years ago. We said in that episode earlier this week that change in football is often slow and very rarely comes from top down. So it's taken people like Jake Daniels and Josh Cavallo to show the world that you can be an openly gay footballer. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. To sum up, Chloe, I think it's been a really good season. I think as a match-going fan, that's made a huge difference. And it feels like after a couple of years in a sort of semi-wilderness, it did make me think the other day, do you think English football is in a good place? Yeah, I think there definitely are some positives. If you look at the National League, which obviously used to be the conference and traditionally really small clubs in that league, it's actually now thriving. There's investment, there's strong backing in the clubs. And if you remember at the beginning of Playmaker, we sort of expressed some concerns for Sutton United, who'd gone up into the Football League. They'd just gone into League Two, but they have actually stayed up and done really well in the EFL. Attendance is a high throughout the National League. There are six sides with more than 5,000 in average attendances. Wrexham, Stockport County, another mention there, Notts County, Chesterfield, Southend United and Grimsby Town. So I think there really is a sort of a, a boom in the National League and um, there's been a lot of talk about wanting an extra promotion place up to the Football League because there are so many strong teams down there. Yeah, it's funny with... with- the English football pyramid you speak to any fan abroad and they just cannot believe that the passion for the game there is in England so far down the football pyramid you like you said six teams with averages attendances of over 5,000 in the fifth tier of football is absolutely amazing and, and kind of shows that I think the game in this country probably is in is in quite decent health we mentioned at the start of the first part of this two-parter about Liverpool and Man City being so dominant but we've also had West Ham and Europa League semi-final Leicester in the Europa Conference League semi-final we've got the strongest women's league in the world probably right now and we've got the women's European Championships um, coming up in the summer 
We shouldn't be naive to the flaws in the game that still exist. You mentioned the rise in fan disorder, which is still something that we all hope diminishes um, next season. But I think overall what I've learned from this season is that now that fans are back in the stadium and, and football recovers, it really is looking in, in quite good shape. Yeah, and I think the spotlight has been really placed on some of the more troubling issues in the sport. And I think that this increased awareness and that the fact that we're talking about it more will hopefully lead to some progress being made. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, and it's been amazing this season, Chloe, working with you. And you too, Andrew. It's been absolutely brilliant. Thanks for listening to The Playmaker and for joining us throughout the season. This is the final episode of the podcast. We've had a great time presenting it, but the end of the football season is as good a time as any to take stock and we've decided to leave it there. You can keep up to date with what I'm up to on Twitter at Chloe J Beresford. I'll still be discussing all the stories that matter in football and look out for my new project where I'll be helping other women to find their voices to talk about the game. And at Tortoise, we'll continue to focus on stories that help make sense of the world in our other daily podcast, The Sensemaker. So subscribe to that wherever you get your podcasts to get more from Tortoise, including, I'm sure, a few stories from the world of football. Today's final episode of The Playmaker was written by me, Chloe Beresford. And me, Andrew Butler. The Playmaker. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.